What's going on, lovely people? Welcome into the show. You're tuned in with Fred and Dre, and this is The Flea Flicker Show. Fred, how are you, man? Uh, not doing too bad, having more technical difficulties on my side, and going from the phone today, so uh, a little bit different, and uh, let's well, see how this goes. At least everyone can see your uh, taco bar shirt now. yeah. The Taco Garage, uh, represent 607, Binghamton, New York. Um, it's definitely a, a good establishment to check out if you're ever in Binghamton. I don't know why you would be, but um, yeah, if you ever really... are, it's a decent place to check out. Speaking of 607, I uh, I wore a Rumble Ponies hat to Louder Than Life this weekend. And I was got... Louder Than Life. It was sick. My hat got trampled um, when I got knocked in the face by a crowd surfer while Avenged Sevenfold was playing. Uh, so it's uh, it's got a couple uh, stains on it that I'll remember forever. But Louder Than Life was sick. It was in Louisville. I was only there for one day. It was a four-day event. Um, I saw some cool bands, though, on the day that I did go. Uh, five bands that everyone should check out if they have the opportunity. The Who. H-U, The Who. They're a Mongolian rock band, and they're, they do, like, the, the throat singing while they're rocking, and they're really sick. What was that um, motion you just did there? What? This? No, you want you want that. <laughs> oh, I don't know. I was itching my chin. <laughs> or flipping you off. I don't know. One of the two. <laughs> but uh but yeah, the Who was sick. And then there was uh Silly Goose. They're a pretty new rock band, but their lead singer is badass. They're they're kind of like rap rock, so they're not gonna be everybody's fancy, but they were really cool and they knew how to play the the group the audience. So they were really good. And then Pierce the Veil was really good. They were there. Um, um, Falling in Reverse was amazing. Their singer is really cool. Um, I liked him, and they were dope. Uh, the crowd was going crazy when they were on. Uh, Avenged Sevenfold finished it out. They were sick. That's the whole reason I was there, because they were like a childhood band for me. Um, like, four people got hurt while they were up there singing, which was pretty crazy. <laughs> like, going just going crazy in the crowd. And then Pantera was also there. They haven't uh, been together for 22 years, and they came together this year. Um, they only have two of the original band members. The two brothers died, unfortunately. But uh, they had Ozzy Osbourne's guitarist playing guitar for him. He was, like, terrifying. And they're super heavy. But, yeah, those bands were dope. Louder Than Life is dope. If anyone can get to Louder Than Life next year in Louisville, totally recommend it. Try to tent if you can. I know it's a little pricey, but it was sick. It was sick. Sweet. Um, Sounds like a good time. Yeah. Did you want to talk about um, the Super Bowl? Yeah. Speaking of a uh, little musical acts, uh, yeah, little musical acts, uh, Usher uh, is doing the halftime show at the Super Bowl. So that's pretty, uh, pretty wild for anybody that's, I guess, our age, right? So uh, any, <laughs> yeah. any millennials in their thirties uh, um, are going to be all in on the Usher, Usher halftime show and. Maybe get some confessions or uh, maybe play Let It Burn. I don't, I don't know. I don't know what he's going to play. And yeah, uh, it should be pretty, pretty fun, though. I mean, he's a he's hell of an hell of an entertainer. I'm hoping he brings Lil Wayne on with him. I think that'd be awesome for us. That'd be great. Late 20s, be great. 30s. Weezy would be awesome. Uh, one thing I think they should do for every Super Bowl um, is where the Super Bowl is held. Have acts that represent them. Uh, maybe the city that it's in, you could have. If it's in New Orleans, you have New Orleans uh, 
artists to uh, rep represent. If it's in Atlanta, maybe you have like Outcast or um, a couple other people who are from the Atlanta area, and it could be really cool. I think. Um, yeah, that would be cool. Depending on I'd where it is. agree. Yeah, that would And be it super showcases cool. the local artists. Yeah. Um, so Colorado got spanked. <laughs> Oh, yeah. They I, got I love spanked, it. dude. Oregon just destroyed them. Yeah, And they didn't give them a chance. uh, I mean, you got to imagine it's probably going to happen again this week with USC. I mean, USC Yeah, is that's what, tough. number five in the country? So um, Yeah. USC's defense is a little, little suspect, but uh, their offense is on point. So Colorado might get trounced again. They have to face Utah this year, too. Yeah, Oregon really showed that Colorado's not ready yet to No. face the big dogs. No. Uh, and that was after they were stepping all over the Oregon logo, like acting like douchebags out there. I was so happy when they got spanked. So happy. So happy. <laughs> Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, they're, they're definitely impressing people. And, like, the thing is, you're new to the, the scene. You gotta, you can't show up and just act like you're the top dog on campus when you haven't done anything. You have three wins under your belt as the head coach there. You can't have your team, your your players going and disrespecting every team that you're playing. And eventually someone's going to knock you in the mouth and that's what happened. Yeah, our friend Abel was asking me about Colorado and what I think about them. And I told him, like, you know, they're looking, like, good under Dion. They've made quite a few waves. They're way better than last year. But they're clearly not ready to face the big dogs yet. Like, maybe another No. year if Dion can – he seems like a good recruiter. Like, he can get some more big names in there. Then maybe they can they can compete. But right now, I, it's not going to happen. Like you said, I agree. USC is probably going to spank them too. I agree. How about uh, how about my Longhorns though, man? Another another commanding W. Yeah, West Virginia also. Let's ride. There you go. There you go. Um, last year for Texas to be in the Big Twelve, so uh, maybe they'll uh, come away with a W in the conference there. Yeah, true. I forgot about that. They're doing a lot of changes. Yeah, dude, the Pac-12 is like not even going to exist. It's like the Pac-2 now. Yeah. <laughs> They're going to have to figure something out. I don't know what it would be, though. Yeah. Um, let's get into the games, though. I don't know if you have anything else, but um, Oh, we can get into real it. quick, real quick, Yeah. I do want to hit some solid quarterbacks from the college scene. I got nine quarterbacks on my list that you got that you should be watching out for for the NFL draft this year. Obviously, Caleb Williams, number one, he's going to be the number one overall pick unless something crazy happens. Uh, he looks amazing. Yeah, everyone knows about him. He looks just like Patrick Mahomes in terms of his – his ceiling that he can have in the NFL. He's as much of a can't miss prospect as there is right now. Yeah, he looks amazing. After that, you got Drake May. He uh he doesn't have the stats this year that he had last year, but he still looks like a top talent. He can sling it anywhere he wants. Um, yeah, he looks like he could be really good. Um, depending on his stats, I could see him maybe even staying another year. But he's so talented, he could be like Anthony Richardson, where even if he doesn't do good this year, he still is like a top pick in the draft. So I think he looks really good. Um. After him, uh, Bo Nix from Oregon has been looking really good since he got to Oregon. I think he he could try to go for a first-round pick. We're not sure if he's going to be there. He is a senior, though, so he's going to be in the draft. Yeah. I think he's a I think he's a slept on quarterback. Um Yeah. there's a lot of big names in this quarterback class and um Bo Nix is considered like the the sixth or seventh best quarterback in the class, which is crazy because He's really good. Uh, I think his situation is kind of similar to Herbert, where at one, at 
at some point, if he went out, he could have gone top three in the draft. And then because he elected to stay in school, he slides down further the following year when there's more quarterbacks in play in that class. So I think, I think he's going to be a good quarterback though. Plus that in the yeah. name, like Bo Nix, like that's, that's a name. perfect quarterback name. <laughs> Seattle, Bo Nix would be kind of cool. But anyway, yeah. <laughs> uh, Shea Sanders, we got to talk about him. He's been looking really good on Colorado. We'll see how he comes back from this huge loss. I think he, he, I don't know. He could come out this year. I feel like he's going to want to do one more year with his dad in Colorado though. I'm, I mean, who knows? We'll see. Who knows? I mean, he's he's only Dion's third favorite son, so um, <laughs> we'll see if he actually has the loyalty to stay to his father for That's another year. That's true. You, you make good <laughs> points. Um, Michael Penix, which is insane, the fact that he has a ranking system for his kids. That's, uh, that's wild. Like, how do you feel when you're the number five? <laughs> yeah, you're, you're just the one that your dad doesn't care about. No bueno. Not to no say bueno. he doesn't care about, but just not as much as the other four. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, Michael Penix Jr., though, he's another guy to look out for. He's a senior, so he's going to be in the draft regardless. He's putting up big numbers this year. Um, he's going to be, like, on the cusp of first round, I think. Him, him and Bo Nix are roughly in the same spot here. Um, Michigan's got J.J. McCarthy. He's putting up big numbers. He looks really good. I still feel like he might stay in school because he could be the number one next year, maybe, without Caleb Williams. Um, your guy, Quinn Ewers for Texas. He's obviously a candidate out there. He could looks be. good. I, I feel like he might come back though, too, for another year, just to put up even bigger numbers. And maybe him and McCarthy could be like the number one and number two next year. Next. next I don't know. Year. It's tough to say. Cause you do have Arch Manning at Texas. Um, not to say that they wouldn't go with Quinn Ewers, uh, over Arch Manning because Ewers is putting up big numbers this year, but yeah. Manning does have the name to kind of put him in that place. And um, I mean, you could have three years starting under with Manning as the, the QB one there in Texas. And um, I mean, either way, two or three years, who knows, but Manning's someone that can come out after his junior year. So you might want to capitalize on the time you have with mm -hmm. him. Yeah. I was so annoyed when he went to Texas. <laughs> um, I bet you were. Honestly, if, if viewers did elect to stay on Texas, do you think, I mean, Manning could, he could transfer somewhere. I think he'd want to play, right? Yeah, it's tough to say. I mean, you definitely you definitely think that he would want to play. And he's taken the the kind of redshirt option um pretty well. Uh obviously he could start at almost any school. If he goes in and they they would have Arch Manning coming in, that one of the Manning uh part of the Manning family. And um to say that you have a Manning as your quarterback with the name that that carries now is huge and um you got to imagine that he could transfer somewhere where maybe is his Caleb Williams leaving. Maybe, maybe, he could maybe, go USC. maybe he goes to one of his uncle's alma maters. Maybe he goes to Tennessee. True. Maybe he goes to uh, Ole Miss. Ole Miss. Yeah. Uh, he could go to one of those guys. I mean, Ole Miss is a pretty good program right now. So um, he'd, he'd be pretty slouch. dangerous there. Yeah. Living in Kentucky, Tennessee is a huge rival. So I would hear, I would never hear the end of it if he transferred to Tennessee. <laughs> How about, uh, I thought it was funny. Uh, before the Eagles game, um, Devonta Smith and AJ Brown they had a little bet going with the uh, uh, the Ole Miss and Alabama game, and the loser had to wear the opposing team's uh, gear. So uh, AJ Brown showed up to the to the game in Tampa with uh, all Alabama gear on. That's hilarious. I didn't know about that. That's funny. <laughs> That's a ballsy bet against Alabama, to be honest. But it is. But I mean, he has confidence in his program, and they were like number yeah. twelve in the country. So. 
True, true. Yeah. Uh, two other quarterbacks real quick I want to hit. Tyler Van Dyke for Miami. He was a top guy last year. He did kind of bad, so he could still come out, but I don't know if he's going to want to with all these big names in the portal. Um, and then Spencer Rattler also. He's a senior, so he's going to be coming out. He's probably going to be like a mid-round pick, but he's very talented. Him and uh, Sam Howell at one point were seen as the number one and number two pick in the draft before both of them uh, had bad years. So he's a number, he's a name to watch out for in this draft. So let's jump into the games. Uh, so the NFC and NFC South, NFC East and NFC South, like I said last week, they had they both had three undefeated teams. Uh, no longer the Eagles are the only one out of those two divisions that remains undefeated at three and zero. That's uh, right, baby. <laughs> Unfortunately, but uh, and then teams that needed a win that I said the Bengals, the Chargers, and Pats were all at 0 and 2. All three of those teams got a win, so they all need, had got a much needed win for them. And two quarterbacks got their first career win this week. Do you know who they are, Fred? No, one of them's a rookie, CJ Stroud for the Texans, and the other one. The Cardinals, Josh Dobbs got his first career win. Ah, Josh Dobbs, yeah, first career win against the Cowboys. Dude, that game was fucking awesome. Yeah, loved it was. It. As being fans of two NFC East teams, I loved that. Um, we both loved it. Every honestly, I kind of forget that Josh Dobbs exists sometimes, but um, I did NFC really like his – I did really like his uh, his comeback video to uh, Michael Parsons uh, dodging the darts because uh, Michael Parsons said that he had Josh Dobbs on a dartboard and was uh, <laughs> he was throwing darts at him. Who's his target? And Josh Dobbs came back with a TikTok. He was like, <laughs> <laughs> "That's funny. I didn't see that. I wish I saw yeah. it. You should send it to me, man. <gasps> Go Cards. <laughs> yeah, Josh Dobbs, Tennessee fans and fan and people that have alopecia love that guy. Yeah." But, uh, but, yeah, let's move into Thursday night. The Giants headed into San Francisco Stadium, and it pretty much went how we expected. Um, Giants came in really injured. Azizo Jalari, Saquon, their O-line was a mess. Evan Neal got hurt during this game, so they lost another guy. The Niners, they were missing Brandon A, but it did not matter. Debo went off. He had a big game. Debo Brock Purdy. Off. Yeah, Brock Purdy. He looks really good. He's undefeated right now, um, unless you count the playoff loss, but undefeated in the regular season. <laughs> undefeated in the regular season, then. Um, he doesn't really make bad reads. He he's the perfect Kyle Shanahan guy. Um and McCaffrey is now 12 games with a touchdown. He's really he, good. McCaffrey is insane. Um I think I sent you uh on Instagram, I think I sent you the the video of McCaffrey as a kid. Uh, kind of juking people out. And yeah, you did. Take it in the mascot, the mascot game. That was pretty funny. Um, this little tiny McCaffrey taking it to the house on these grown adults. Yeah, he's been amazing since he was a child, as yeah. you can see from that video. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, in this game, the Giants just simply couldn't compete with a better squad. Um, not too yeah, much. I would just like to just say like one more thing there. Um, from an objective standpoint, someone who doesn't root for either team. Um, no Barkley, banged up offensive line. I think the Giants did pretty well for hanging around as long as they did. Um, they made it a game for a pretty pretty long time, and I think the 49ers, that's something that they need to work on, just like my Eagles, um, starting the game slow. Uh, they started the game slow, and you can't do that against good teams. Um, you do that mm -hmm. against a really good team, a playoff caliber team, uh, and you might not be able to come back from that. So I think 
there has to be a sense of urgency kind of to start out start out the game um for the 49ers and for my Eagles who's, who seem to be starting slow almost every game so yeah, good points. And, uh, you know, managed to bring up the Eagles in my Giants game. That's cool. Let's yes. move to the 1 p.m. <laughs> Let's move to the games that happened on Sunday. The uh, first game we're going to talk about, the Colts headed into Baltimore. Um, this was a pretty good game. The Colts ended up coming out on top, 22-19. to 19. Um, No Anthony Minshew Mania, baby. Yeah, Minshew Mania was in attendance. Um, he didn't look bad. He did not look bad out there. I think the Jets uh, had to have been watching this game if they're – I think they should have been at least because they really should be talking about these quarterbacks. Um, I hope so. I love Minshew. I hope he gets a starting gig somewhere. And um, obviously him going to the Colts, he thought he was going to have a starting gig um, for this one year while they while they nursed in Anthony Richardson but gave Anthony the starting job. So um, I think he deserves to start somewhere. He's a good quarterback. Um, he did well with Jacksonville and was able to make them a competitive team when they should not have been. So uh, mm-hmm. I think, I think he deserves a spot. Um, Zach yeah. Moss, though. Zach Moss is a weapon. Dude's good. Um, shows that they can really put Taylor on the trading block and see what they can get for, for JT and uh, kind of rebuild from there. Yeah. I don't know if they're getting any traction on JT though. They, they want a lot for They him. want a lot. Yeah. They're kind of lowering their asking now, I guess, but the team that wanted him, I guess, was the, uh, the dolphins and they proved that they don't need him. So yeah. <laughs> they have two really good running backs there that work just fine for them. Um, but I do think the Colts right now, honestly, they look like the most complete team and best team in the AFC South, uh, in mm-hmm. my mind. I mean, their, their defense isn't bad. Their offense looks to be, the most in sync at the moment. So, I mean, tell me if I'm wrong. What, what? I think no. they look to be the most complete team at the moment. At the moment. Yeah, I think I, I pretty much agree with you. The Jags have been kind of slow. The Texans looked really good in this game, but they, they're still missing pieces. So it could be the Colts, like like you said. It definitely could be. And, like, their kicker, Matt Gay, was on fire in this game. He had five big-time field goals, most of them over 50 yards, and the game winner right in Justin Tucker's face. <laughs> the best the best kicker in the league, Justin Tucker, had to watch Matt Gay come in and outperform him in this one. Arguably the best kicker in NFL history had to watch Matt Gay outperform him. Yeah, this is crazy. 450-plus yarders? Yes. Yeah. That's insane. Pretty and the game history. winner. Um, and Justin Tucker missed a game winner uh, before, right before they went to overtime. I forgot to say that was an overtime, too. Yeah. Um, yeah. Eagles' former coordinators uh, are looking pretty good as head coaches right now. I'd say so. Now I brought up the Eagles. Jeez. <laughs> but, uh, but, yeah, the Ravens, they're dealing with a lot of injuries right now. Um, Humphrey, Linderbaum, Stanley, Williams, OBJ didn't make this game. Their secondary and their O-line is a mess, and now their running back room, too. Gus Edwards got hurt in this one. Yeah, their running back room is a disaster. I mean, Justice Hill's not healthy. Edwards is gone. Dobbins is gone. They put – uh, Melvin Gordon back on the practice squad. So now they have Kenyon Drake there. It's like, what is the identity? There's no, there is no identity. There's no identity yeah. to the offense. Like they want to be a passing team, but they're clearly running and the running team's not, the running game's not healthy. So, yeah. So we'll see if the Ravens can pull it together next week. They're just so injured right now. And the Colts, they're going to make a push for, for this division, I think, from the looks I think of so. it. But let's, let's move to, Cleveland. The Titans headed into Cleveland Stadium, and uh, it was a disaster. The Browns took this one 27-3 in a 
what at least looked like a, a very defensive game, but the Brownies really overcame it. Um, Jim Schwartz's defense looks really good for the Browns. They shut the Titans down completely. They couldn't get anything going. The Browns had five sacks on the day. Miles Garrett is having a big year. He had three and a half sacks in this one, and he's a defensive player of the year candidate right now. Miles Garrett's a beast, dude. And I think that I think I think Jim Schwartz is perfect for that defense. The amount of pass rushers they have, the he likes to bring the house. Um, he likes to blitz, and I think it works out perfectly for that team. Uh, they're going to be a, they're going to be a tough defensive task for anybody that plays them. And um, the passing game was alive. The running game wasn't doing that much, and the passing game woke up. I mean, Cooper and Watson had a pretty good connection, and yeah. uh, Watson didn't make any mistakes this game. He looked he looked good. Um, I will say that the Titans the Titans stink. Like um, <laughs> yeah. Their only hope is sometimes if their defense is doing well, but they're even kind of – you can see Spears is getting more snaps than than Derrick Henry, and they, they might look to move Derrick Henry at some point this year um, with that snap count being any indication. So uh, it looks like they might try to move to a, a rebuilding phase. Yeah. Is that not Meg back there? Yeah, that's not Meg. She's, she wants to be on camera. She's a star. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah. I have Apollo here, and he's – cowering in the corner he's not a star not, so. <laughs> not, not as much of a star um, no. yeah Deshaun Watson like you said he's he had his best game uh since his Texans days uh this week uh two touchdowns but uh I still don't fully trust him until we see more but the Browns if they want to be a playoff team he really does have to be that guy mm. especially with Chubb out now um we'll see if Kareem Hunt can find a bigger role next week he didn't really run too much in this one no it was uh, his first game with them though and um, his first yeah. work since last last season, so we'll uh, we'll see if he can get something going though. Yeah, and I agree. The Titans, I think they're going to rebuild after this year, maybe during this year if it goes bad enough. Um, Bring Levis in. Let Levis and his whole banana eating uh, self be the be the quarterback, peel and all. Um, yeah, it's I, pretty disgusting. But uh, <laughs> either way, um, if it works, it works. Yeah. Uh, living in Kentucky, I do want to see him this year at some time. But, uh, but yeah, let's push to Detroit. Uh, the Falcons came to town. Um, Falcons don't really look very good. The Lions won this one 20 to 6. Um, yeah, the Lions, they had a lot of injuries in this one, too. Decker, Gardner Johnson, um, David Montgomery, Big V on the O line, and both of their backup tackles got hurt in this one as well. So mm. their O line has taken quite a hit, but. It didn't matter in this one against the Falcons. Yeah, the Falcons couldn't get anything going. Um, I expected them to kind of do a little bit more with Bijan, and uh, it looked like because the passing attack is just so porous um, and Ritter can't really be trusted that the the Lions really just keyed on on the running game there for them, and uh, there wasn't really too much that the Falcons could do, and uh, the Lions' D is pretty solid. Even with all the injuries on offense, I, I wanted more. Uh, but I had to look at it and say, well, Reynolds is hurt. Williams isn't in yet. Uh, Montgomery's hurt. They're hurt, banged up on the offensive line. So all that being said, they still looked pretty good. And um, when they're healthy, that offense is going to be so dangerous. It's going to yeah. be electric. Yeah, they look pretty dangerous already. All of the rookies that they were being made fun of <laughs> for drafting looked pretty good in this one. Um, Sam Laporta looks like a threat at tight end. He got his first career touchdown. Jack Campbell Dude. on defense got his first sack. Sam Brian. Laporta, I have been so high on that guy all offseason. You have? That guy, he is going to be a stud. I think he's already a stud right now. He's top five tight end um, in production-wise so far. And um, in that offense, he can 
he can be amazing. Yeah, I agree. He uh especially without their uh without Josh Reynolds, he really he took hold of that like second receiver on the Lions uh offense. Um Brian Branch, the safety, also had a really good game. Um and the rookie running back, he looked all right. He he still got some stuff to work on, but he had four four point seven one yards per carry. So I mean that's that's a good day. So yeah, I think the Lions are in good position to fight to take this division right now. Mm-hmm. And the Falcons, uh, I think they're a quarterback away. Desmond Ritter doesn't look good to me. I want to see Taylor Heineke. That's what I want to see. And they can compete in their division just because the NFC South isn't very good. Um, and we'll we'll touch on that a little bit more when we talk about the other teams. But I think they compete just because of their division. But um, anything further than that isn't – no, it's an immediate, immediate exit. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Let's uh let's move to the, the Lambeau Field, the Packers. The Saints went to Lambeau Field and this was turning into a bad game for Packers fans, but then David Carr or sorry, Derek Carr, the younger brother, Derek Carr went down and the Packers came back and they took this one 18 to 17 in a pretty solid game. Yeah, um, once uh once Carr went down, it kind of sucked the life out of the entire Saints. Team, yeah. both sides of the ball and uh the Packers got nothing going to the fourth quarter all their points came in the fourth quarter so um this looked like a bad game for love and I thought it was going to be a tough game for him but hey the man stepped up in the fourth and to put up all the points that he did and all the stats that he did being in the fourth quarter and still without Watson still without Aaron Jones it's pretty impressive against a good Bakhtiari too Bakhtiari too yeah yeah, Jordan Love, he he definitely showed resilience. Uh, it was a 17 to nothing game and yeah, he put up 18 unanswered in that, in that comeback. And that's his first win at Lambeau, I believe too. So, yeah. I can't wait for some December games there. It's always fun. Um, but yeah, they really need Aaron Jones back. Dobbs and Reed had some tough catches, but yeah, Watson, if when he gets back on the field, this offense and the Packers in general are going to be, be just that much better. And their defense uh, is pretty solid too. Rashawn Gary yeah. had three sacks for him. Um, yeah, both of these teams, though, could be fighting for the playoffs uh, when we get towards the end of the year. Yeah, especially with the Saints. Um, Carr going out, how long he is out really depends on how good they can be. Um, I mean, I think Winston's a, a good backup quarterback for them, but it remains to be seen how far the offense can go with Winston. Um, and they didn't do too much when he stepped in. He might be a little bit different with a full week of practice with the starters, but uh, I think you no know, Derek Carr kind of makes opens the door a little bit more for the teams that are behind them, like the Falcons or maybe somebody else. Uh, probably not anybody else, but Bucks uh, maybe, maybe yeah, Bucks and Falcons. Really, that's it. Yeah. Um, one thing though, for them, Elvin Kamara should be back next week. So that, that'll be a big, uh, big plus for him. If we see him and Carr together, then, <laughs> then that'll be solid. If we see him yeah. and Carr together, they're going to be the, the, the best team in the division, but until they can get all the pieces working together, it's a, uh, it's still a question mark. Yeah. So Jordan love comeback, but the saints, Derek Carr going out really hurt. They had a lot of defensive penalties and they missed the game winning field goal. They should not have traded Will Lutz. That's what I'm no. taking this one for sure. <laughs> yeah. And I'm sure Will Lutz doesn't want to be on the Broncos either. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Good point. Uh, let's move to Jacksonville. Um, Texans went to Jacksonville and uh, this was kind of, uh, kind of stunning. The Texans took it 
they dropped 37 points on the Jaguars. Jaguars only scored 17. Um, yeah, surprising game. What what do you, what did you think about it? Yeah, I think CJ Stroud looks every bit that he's been uh, advertised to be. Um, Texans looked like they made the right choice by by going to get him, and uh, he's what fourth in the the NFL and in passing yards, I think. And yeah, he looks he's legit. Got, he's got this offense humming. So uh, he's got the young receivers looking really good. And um, he looks like the best of the rookie QBs in terms of a, of a quarterback perspective on the field. Yeah. Um, I think fantasy wise, uh, Anthony Richardson's definitely the best quarterback in this draft class, but I think those two are definitely taking the cake and um, as the best, best of the class and uh, Bryce young, not looking too good uh, for him compared to those guys, but the, the Jags, I think it might be time to worry about the Jags. What do you think? Yeah, no, I agree with you. They they have had a very slow start to this season. The Jaguars have. Um, yeah, Miss Q's, uh, from what I've noticed, are really tanking their games. Uh, Lawrence and uh, Doug Peterson really need to figure it out because they can't lose games like this to the Texans, especially no. since they're in their division. And uh, the AFC South, I think, is now wide open. I thought it was the Jags division. It is wide open, though. Can Houston take it? Maybe. Um, the Jags also lost Anton Harrison, the rookie in this one. So hopefully he's not too hurt. Um, yeah, the Texans surprised me. Like you said, CJ Stroud, he had 280 yards and two touchdowns. Tank Dell looks like his guy, 145 yards and a touchdown. He is a dangerous weapon. A nice Uh, thing too is, um, CJ Stroud has yet to throw an interception. So three games, how, how much they've passed and how good he's been. He has yet to throw an interception, which is pretty impressive. Yes, it is. And, uh, and their defense, yeah. though, is good, too. Demeco, I mean, I, I don't know if I would say good, but they've been better than what I thought they would be. Yeah. Uh, Demeco Ryans, he got his first win as a coach, and his beat-up defense is playing for him. They're playing hard. The The top pick, Will Anderson, blocked a field goal in this one. That was that was cool. Um, that was a funny play, actually, because he blocked the field goal. They picked it up and started to run it back, and then they fumbled it, and they got picked up. And started ran back the other way. Um, <laughs> that was a kind of a mess of a play, but yeah, um, yeah. Uh, I don't know. I, in this one, it's like the Jags' offense just does not look in sync at all. Um, they should be able to put up a ton of points. And defensively, like yeah, I think the the Texans' offense is better than it was given at uh, better than it was given credit for. But there's no way that the Jags should give up 37 points to the Texans. Um, yeah. They're not on par with like the Bills. They're not on par with the Eagles. They're not on par with the Vikings, the Chargers, the top offenses in the league. So they shouldn't be giving up that many points. Yeah, I think it's safe to say they made the wrong pick. Uh, was it last year uh, when they picked the questionable um, rusher instead of instead of the guy that Aiden Hutchinson? There we go. They should have taken Aiden, Aiden Hutchinson. Hutchinson's a beast. He's a tank. Yeah. Um, one other, one last thing from this game, though. Did you see the fullback fucking taking the kickoff? That was insane. Yeah, that was insane. Andrew Beck, he's like a damn near three hundred pound man. Yeah. You love and to it, see some fullback action. Those are those are guys that don't get enough love. Yeah, that was crazy. He took an eighty-five yard kickoff touchdown, rumbling, bumbling, and stumbling. I wish Chris Berman uh, talked. He about could that. go off the way. <laughs> yeah, it was really fun though, but. Let's move to maybe the most wild game of the entire week in Miami. The Broncos. Dude. Annihilated. 
just wow, wow. The, like the Dolphins dropped seventy points. It's first, mad. First team since nineteen sixty six to drop that. So um, that's just insane. Um, I have another nineteen sixty sixty stat in the next next game. But sorry, go on. <laughs> <laughs> it's just insane. Uh, Mike McDaniel is an offensive genius, and I just love that he did this against the Broncos. Um, yeah, me too. <laughs> he was there. He was their water boy. And now he always wanted to be a Broncos player. And now he puts up 70 points on the Broncos. And he's like, oh, screw you guys. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> was it, uh, was it against the, um, it was against the Dolphins when Sean Payton on the Saints had beat them like 62 to seven. So like, yeah. Now, and he didn't take his foot off the pedal in now, that game. Karma's a bitch. So <laughs> yeah. And the Dolphins took their foot off the pedal a little, a tiny bit at the very a end. Tiny bit at the very end. I thought they probably should have taken, a lot of the starters out, like taking Tua out, especially oh, yeah, because yeah. he's he's had injury issues in the past. So they probably should have taken him out in like the third. Yeah, um, I don't think it would have mattered but... if they did too. No, they would have still been been great. Um, I mean, the offense was still doing doing stuff in the fourth quarter, even with his backup in. So I think they would have been fine. But I think it was just that's the only uh, thing I would put on this. The only black smudge is just to say they should have taken Tua out a little bit earlier. In risk of an injury. So, because um, if he gets injured in that game where it means nothing at that point, there goes probably your season. So, yeah. Um, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. Yeah, this is probably the most dangerous offense in the league. And this was without Jalen Waddle. Without Jalen Waddle. Um, on the other side, the Broncos looked fucking terrible. Like, they looked so bad. Um, now, 0-3, oh there's, there's no way. that There's no reason for them to keep the players they have. Just get rid of players. Like get rid of Sutton. Get rid of any of the vets that you have that are on the roster that can go somewhere else and make a difference and just stock up on draft picks that you gave up for what Russell Wilson. Yeah, 0-3 is a bad place to be. I got a stat on that that I'm gonna hit in the next video. Um yeah. I thought their offense didn't look too bad, but like no. It was just this is a rough, rough game for everyone in Denver. Uh yeah, let's hit some stats real quick. To uh Tua had another four touchdowns. He, I'm sure he leads the league. I didn't look. Um, Mostert had four touchdowns. He's got to be headlining MVP, so right, or at yep. least right now. A-Chain, the rookie, he had 200 yards, and guess what? Another four touchdowns. They're a dangerous duo all of a sudden in the backfield. Tyreek Hill, 157 yards and a touchdown. And then even when they took the starters out, Mike White hit Robbie Chosen, which I guess is his name now, for a huge touchdown. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, I saw that stat and I uh, I saw that come through on ESPN. I was like, who the hell's Robbie Chosen? Uh, <laughs> yeah. just forget Robbie Anderson he, uh, for people that yeah. don't know. You forget that Robbie Anderson changed his name. He changed his name three times. He changed uh-huh. it to Chosen Anderson, and then now it changes to, to Robbie and or Robbie Chosen. So yeah, um, it, it's an it's an interesting situation. And he, he's kind of going <laughs> an Ocho Ocho Cinco path with that, but he's not as good. So. Yeah, we probably won't see too much of him as long as Waddles comes back. Um, no. Yeah, Broncos defense imploded. Vance Joseph is on blast right now. They did they did bad against the Commandos last week. Now they get seventy dropped on them. Yeah. Yeah, Vance Joseph maybe maybe fired. So. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I, I mean, Sean Payton might wipe the whole slate clean after this year. Who knows? Yeah. Um. Let's push though. Let's move to Minnesota. This was my game of the week. The Chargers came to town, two 0-3 teams. Um, the Chargers took this one 28-24 in uh, a really good game. Uh, I want to read 
what I said about this game real quick. Let me see. Let me pull it up, though. Um, yeah, what I said, these teams, they find a way to lose. Shootout incoming. Keenan Allen, Jefferson both go off. They did. Addison, big play. He Well, he didn't get the big play. That was more KJ Osborne. But uh, Williams, big play. He was great. Hawk, Kirk, and Herbert go off. They did. Potential really fun game down to the wire. Mistake wins the game. A mistake won the game. Uh, <laughs> Eckler, game changer, if in. I do think that that would have been a game changer. But, yeah. Um, Kirk, pick, Chargers win. That's that's how the game ended. So <laughs> everything I said about this game came to fruition pretty much is what I'm going with, <laughs> what I'm saying. There you go. You're, uh, you might be like a, a truth sayer. What, what is it? Uh, a median? No, a median talks to the dead. So, um well, the Vikings might be dead, so you might be able to see the future there, Adrian. So I might come to you for uh, some parlay picks this week. Yeah. Um. One other <laughs> big thing to take out of this game, though, Mike Williams torn ACL. He's out for the season. That is tough. But they do have a couple guys that can step up and take his spot. Josh Palmer. He looked pretty solid last year. We'll see if yeah. he takes, gets the first swing at it. But they also got the rookie Quinton Johnston. We'll see if it's his time to shine too. Yeah, Johnston's getting all the love um, on like the waiver wire um, because of his draft pedigree. But mm-hmm. uh, at, the, at the at the moment, he's not being worked into the offense. And you have to look at what happened in the wake of the injury. And it was Josh Palmer who took the snaps, uh, got the targets. He had, came in with seven targets in this game and a touchdown and I believe like 66 yards. So he had a pretty solid outing. Um, he was really good last year when either Ken Allen or Mike Williams were hurt. And I think that he should be the guy to have there just for consistency. Uh, I think that uh, Johnston does offer a higher ceiling, but for a consistent every week, you're going to get 10 to 15 points. I think Palmer can give that to you. Yeah, you know, I agree with you. I think Palmer's getting the first crack at it. And if he does good enough, I don't know if he's going to give it to Johnston after that. Uh, We will see. Uh, Herbert, though, he went for 405 yards and three touchdowns in a near-perfect day against the struggling Vikings defense. Uh, And Madison at running back actually looked pretty good after all the slurs he got last week on social media. That was terrible. That was fucking terrible. Like, Vikings fans, you should be ashamed. Yeah, Um, that was gross. I don't care what your running back does, what any player does. Like, for you to come at them on social media like that, you should, Pretty be, gross. You, should be, you should be ashamed. It's disgusting. Yeah. We'll see if he uh, maintains that role since uh, Cam Akers should be in in, uh, in the building for this coming game. Um, mm. Chargers defense had four sacks. Um, yeah, the Vikings, they're 0-3 now. That's basically a death sentence, uh, especially with the Lions and Packers both at 2-1 and one in their own division. Um, I'm actually going to hit the 0-3 stat right now. Screw it. Um, only six teams have made the playoffs – after starting 0-3 since the Super Bowl was created in 1966. So, yeah, I don't – the Vikings, they're in tough – they're in a tough territory right now. Yeah, they're a tough spot. I will say for them, their schedule going forward is not bad. Um, they don't have a ton of really hard games going forward. Um, they still have to play everyone in their division. So, the Bears look terrible. The Packers are young. Um, and the Lions, I think it's another game similar to this one, where similar to the Chargers game, where they can put up points on the Lions. The Lions can put up points on them, so it really comes down to who has the ball last in those those games. But I think they can potentially sneak in um, because of their schedule. Um, I don't see them going with a great record, but 
could see like eight, uh, nine and eight. Yeah, and the NFC is kind of weak right now, so maybe yeah. they, they could try to sneak in. We'll see. We will see. Let's move to MetLife Stadium. The Patriots came and played the Jets in a pretty defensive game. Um, the Pats took it 15 to 10. What do you what do you got for this one, man? Yeah, this game was a snooze fest. Um, yeah. It was pretty boring and thought it was going to be boring. It's two, two boring offenses at the moment. Uh, at the moment, because uh, the Jets – they could be good. They could be have good offense, but it's not going to be good with Zach Wilson there. Um, they have to get another quarterback. Maybe they can call the Colts for Minshew. Minshew looks pretty good, and he's pretty fun. So um, he shouldn't give a lot of energy to that team. But uh, the, the Jets' offense just stinks behind Wilson, um, and there's there's no way that they should stay with him for the foreseeable future. Um, if they do, you got to imagine that they're – really just giving up on this season and going for one of the top quarterbacks in the draft. So could you see Caleb Williams? Could you see Drake May, Quinn Ewers, one of the top QBs in New York next year? Yeah, uh, good point. They're definitely a team to watch once uh, once we get to the draft this year. But, yeah, I just feel bad for Jets fans. Uh, 12 years in a row missing the playoffs. They thought they were finally going to do it with Aaron Rodgers in town, and he gets hurt after, like, four snaps. And now Zach Wilson is stinking it up for him again. It's really it's a sad sight to see. Um, but yeah, their the defense Pats, is going to keep them in games, though. So I mean, yeah, if they can get a moderately good quarterback, like they should still win a lot of games. Yeah, please, please find a new quarterback. Um, Jets. And for sake of my fantasy, I have Garrett Wilson in dynasty. Like, help me out. <laughs> somebody that can throw him the ball. <laughs> um, in Pat's news, though, they uh they got corners hurt. Their O line is uh pretty beat up and. They lost two of their D linemen in this one. So their their injuries are starting to get kind of bad. Um, but they still have a really good defense. Uh, Matt Udon. Matt Judon? Judon? Udon? I'm not sure how to say his name. I think it's, I think it's Judon. Um, Judon? Okay. Matt Judon. He had a sack and a safety in this one. Looks so. like they have a, a running back split there now. I mean, a lot of people just expected Stevenson to run away with the running back room there and Elliott to just get goal line work. But it was a pretty even split. And Elliott yeah. was the more productive back this week. Yeah, it was uh, strange to see him doing pretty solid in a Pats uniform. But, uh, yeah. yeah, stat of the day, uh, Jets have lost 15 straight games to the Patriots now. Ooh. That's disgusting. Ooh. That is disgusting. Something's got to change. Yeah, it was supposed to change this year. But... <laughs> yeah. Let's maybe, uh, maybe don't go with a quarterback pushing 40. They should have got, gotten a, a backup quarterback in there, too. They just didn't. Yeah, so let's let's move to DC. The Bills came to town uh, and they whipped the Commanders up, thirty-seven to three. Uh, Sam Howell looked like he couldn't hang with a tough defense. He he threw four picks and uh, it was just a rough outing for him. Um, what, what yeah, that's think? exactly what I have here. Um, I just have that Sam Howell, even though he's he's flashed some some really good athleticism, some really good plays throughout the season so far. He just couldn't hang with a, a good defense like Buffalo and. Um, it shows like when he comes up against a team with a pass rush with uh, a really good secondary that he's probably going to struggle. So four picks in this game, he should watch out against a lot of teams like the 49ers, like, uh, like the Eagles, um, even the giants, if they get going like good pass rushes should be able to get to them. And um, which says a lot because he deals with a good pass rush and practice every day. So um, I will say James cook for the bills looks very good. Yeah, he got vultured again. Uh, Latavius Murray got a touchdown, and Josh Allen got a running touchdown. So, I hate it. Uh, I hate it. Unfortunate I for fantasy owners. 
<laughs> I have him in multiple leagues and uh I bought into him big for Dynasty and um I hate to see those vulture touchdowns. They're what a what a bummer. <laughs> yeah, Bills D had nine sacks in this one and four picks. They're gonna be hard to beat when they're when they play like that. But uh yeah. Let's go to Seattle now. 4 p.m. games. Um Seattle and the 12th man came up to play. It was a very loud stadium. The Panthers came in and the Seahawks took them out 37 to 27. No Bryce Young in this one. Uh I think they look better with Andy Dalton, though. Um, they gave the Seahawks a bit of a scare. I think the Panthers really should let Bryce kind of like sit and learn behind Andy Dalton after this one. Dalton had 361 yards and two tutties. Um, yeah. yeah, you don't have to throw the guy into the wolves. I mean, look at Patrick Mahomes. He sat and learned behind Alex Smith for an entire year, and it seemed to work out fine for him. Uh, Jordan Love uh, sat and learned behind Aaron Rodgers. I mean, those guys are a little bit better than Andy Dalton, but um, – Andy Dalton's no slouch. I mean, he's been a good quarterback in the league for a long time. Um, I think he's a good person for Bryce Young to learn for, especially about reading a defense and being a game manager, which seems to be where Bryce Young has the issues because he has a decent arm. He has um, some athleticism. It's just how can he overcome his his uh, his uh, athletic makeup of being so mm-hmm. small in stature to be able to let the game come to him instead of for- trying to force something. Yeah. And for fantasy owners, uh, I think make sure if you have DJ Chark, if if Andy Dalton's playing, you can play him. If Bryce Young's playing, you might not want to. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, there you go. There's another call out. DJ Chark. That was a guy I said, uh, if he's healthy, he's a he's a borderline elite, elite talent if he's healthy. So you want to take advantage of him while you can. So he averages, I think, like 15 points in the games that he's healthy. So um in a fantasy standpoint, that's pretty good. Yeah. Um, for the Seahawks, Pete Carroll got back to the ground and pound in this one. Kenneth Walker showed up, 97 yards, two touchdowns. Finally. Yeah, finally. And um, I think if that if that if that run game's going, their offense is gonna be better than it than yep. it is if just the pass is going. They need that run to go. Uh they do have great receiving options, but without that run, uh their offense just can't can't function like it should. Yeah. DK ribs look okay. He had 112 yards, yeah. but uh but yeah, Seahawks looked solid in this one. Let's uh let's move to maybe the most surprising game of the week, and unless you consider the Dolphins as the most surprising one, but uh this one's definitely up there. The Cowboys went to Arizona. We thought it was going to be a, a just a Cowboys festival over there, um, but the Cardinals won this one, twenty eight to sixteen, and the Cowboys didn't look like they could really get much going, and the Cardinals were surprising people. Uh, what no. do you think? Trash the yeah, Cowboys. Like you- like we said last week, Cowboys fans, slow your roll. Um, <laughs> calm down with uh, the Super Bowl 2023 aspiration there. So, uh, I mean, yeah, they, they did lose Trayvon Diggs, but you, you got to have that X-Man up mentality. And um, losing Trayvon Diggs should not have given them have – not, have, should not have made the Cards be able to win this game. Um, the Cardinals, yes, they are playing well. They're playing for Jonathan Gannon, but they're just – they are not a team that should be able to hang with the Cowboys. Yeah. Um, Josh Hobbs, Joshua Hobbs looked like Jobs. Dobbs? Josh Dobbs, sorry. Yeah, he looked like <laughs> a pretty efficient game manager. Um, he's not going to blow you away in passing stats, but he looked pretty efficient. Uh, James Conner, he's playing a great, great football, and that stinks. That Prescott is terrible. Uh, Dakota <laughs> Prescott, he loses games for the Cowboys. Um, just go to Trey Lance. Uh, 
just go to Trey Lance. Just go to Trey Lance. <laughs> See what you got with him. And yeah, one last thing, uh, Arizona Cardinals fans, I want to offer my sincere apologies for trashing your team. Uh, you almost beat my Giants last week, and now you took out the Cowboys, which I respect and love. And I will now be rooting for the Cardinals for the rest of the season. Um, so, yeah, sorry. Yeah, they seem like a pretty fun team. So uh, I think it's a, a team to actually kind of root for. And um, Jonathan Gannon, I apologize. I mean, I thought that Jonathan Gannon uh, would come in and really just not be able to get the Cardinals to perform at all and uh, be kind of like a one-and-done coaching season uh, season for him. And he's got these guys playing, man. They play hard for Gannon. And, uh, weird gimmicks and pew-pews, whatever he, however he <laughs> is out there, he, whatever he's doing is working. And the offense, the defense, everyone's playing for him. So hats off to you. Yeah, the Cardinals, well, I still don't think they're a playoff team. Um, they just put all of the playoff teams on blast. Like this is not an, this is not a gimme game anymore. <laughs> no. No, no. Yeah, let's move to Arrowhead though. The Chiefs, um, the Bears came to town and yeah, this was exactly what we thought it was gonna be. Chiefs took it 41 to 10. Not too much to talk about. So let's uh let's just talk about your your girl. My girl. You, uh, yeah, you're a Swifty, aren't you? I'm not a Swifty. My wife is a oh, Swifty. Yeah, I'm not a Swifty. <laughs> she, she does have an autographed record back there, but um, oh, yeah, wow. so I, I I'm not a Swifty. She is though, but I do uh, I do like the relationship. I do like uh, the Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey. Uh, uh, it'll be interesting to see what happens when the Chiefs play the Eagles because she is a diehard Eagles fan. What's she gonna do? Is Ooh. she gonna root for her root for her bow, or is she gonna? root for her team so i don't know it'll be interesting maybe she'll do like a mama kelsey jersey where it's half and half maybe that'd be cool uh do yeah. you think these are just gonna like be swarming chiefs stadium now they already they already are so travis kelsey got like additional like seventy thousand followers in like overnight <laughs> because of swifties and then they were all waiting outside of the the exit to that uh to that box saying, oh my God, Taylor Swift is here. She's here. She's going to come out this door. She's coming. That's so crazy. Like, just leave her alone. Let her live her life. Like, Yeah. It, it's the just like, thing, let her breathe. The only thing I really wanted to say about the Chiefs in this one is that uh, Blaine Gabbert, the backup, looked kind of bad in relief of Pat Mahomes. Uh, he threw two picks after Mahomes was just destroying yeah, so hopefully, the- uh, hopefully, Hopefully he doesn't get hurt. Yeah, Mahomes, don't go down. Um, <laughs> yeah, don't but go I, down. Do wanna, I do want to trash the Bears real quick. I know I know they don't even need this much trashing, but they are already one of the worst teams in the league. Um, will the coach survive the year is my question. Um, the D coordinator already resigned after HR found inappropriate conduct uh, relating to him, which is not good. Justin Fields has been calling out the offensive play calling. Not good. And then even the facility itself is taken L's with a hundred K worth of equipment was stolen right out of soldier field. Uh, it's tough times for bears fans right now. Tough times. Uh, you can anticipate a lot of bags on, on fans heads in the stadium going forward. And uh, They just, they look like the worst team in the league offensively. I'd say defensively until the, until we saw the dolphins this week, beat, beat <laughs> off the, the Broncos, but anything that gives up seven, is probably the worst defense in the league. So, um, the Bears just look really bad. Yeah, I think their their coach has to be on lookout for uh, the first can of the year uh, at this I point. I agree. Uh, let's, let's move to Sunday night, though. The Steelers went into, I almost said Oakland, they went to Vegas 
Um, and uh, they they took out the Raiders, twenty three to eighteen. Steelers win. Um, yeah, Jimmy G had another turnover heavy game and also left with a concussion. So not looking good for the Raiders. Yeah, not not looking great. Um, I will say like the Steelers defense is really good. Um, they're pushing for maybe the best in the league at this point. Steelers defense is nasty. They're 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 vicious. That's the thing. Like they might not be the most talented, but they are vicious. They do not stop. Their motor is huge. Um, every single player plays like Crosby for for the Raiders. And if you have that much energy coming out on all sides of of the defense, that that's going to be massive. Uh, it's going to be hard to overcome. Um, and Jimmy G, who isn't known to be a turnover quarterback, and two weeks in a row being a third of a prone quarterback is not his MO, but it's happened here. So um, yeah. I also want to say like, he has to get better about not throwing balls in the middle for Devonte Adams or really any of his receivers to get, to get pancaked. So he threw one right over the center and Adams went up to get it. And I think it was Adams. It might've been mayors, but uh, just mm. got flattened uh, completely legal hit. Great hit. Uh, but just got destroyed. Um, and honestly, that kind of type of attitude on defense makes people think twice. And Adams was torching the Steelers until that play. So, um, yeah, he was the maybe, only one on that offense that I think yeah. was really doing anything. Maybe the uh, maybe the Broncos should take a note there and take <laughs> it someone torching him, just lay him out coming across the middle. Even if he had an unnecessary roughness penalty, it makes him think twice. So um, I will say the running backs in this game, two big names, Najee Harris and Jacobs, both look bad. Uh, Jacobs at least showed a little bit of promise, but at this point, Najee Harris looks terrible this year. And you got to expect that he might be on his way out and TJ Warren might be taking over there. Yeah, it's definitely something to watch. Hopefully not not TJ Warren, Jalen Warren. Yeah. Yeah. Wrong sport, yeah, TJ's basketball. Yeah, hopefully uh, <laughs> Najee can get something going for his sake uh, in the next few games. Um, but, yeah, like you said, Steelers defense, crazy. TJ Watt had another two sacks in this one. Uh, TJ Watt and Miles Garrett both, I think, are defensive player of the year candidates right there. I think for they're sure. ahead of everyone. Uh, maybe Micah Parsons can be up there too. But, but yeah, those three look like beasts. Um, one, one other note, though, uh, Steelers playing. Did you hear about that? No, the Steelers, oh, the, yeah. the Steelers plane, their plane when they left the game had an engine failure and they had to make an emergency landing in Kansas City after the game. Pretty scary stuff. Luckily, they're all OK, but. Yeah, yeah it's too so, bad they don't play the Chiefs next week. They could just uh, stay. Yeah, that would have been perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Let's move to yeah. Monday night, though. Your your team, the Eagles, headed to Tampa Bay. I thought it could be maybe even a little trap game. Tampa, I like Baker and them, but uh, the Eagles took it twenty five to eleven. Your team, what do you got? Yeah, um, this should have been a blowout. Um, the Eagles yeah. had four hundred seventy two yards of offense compared to one hundred seventy four for the Bucks. Um, they just didn't capitalize on their opportunities, and um, Hurts just looks a little bit off with his receivers. Um, there's a few disconnects there with, with Swift, with the tight ends and with, with AJ Brown, who's a very good friend of his, a huge target. And AJ Brown had a couple, uh, a couple uncharacteristic, uncharacteristic drops. Um, I'd say the offense is probably going to remain to be a little bit slow, uh, slow moving until they can get Hertz in sync with his receivers again, like he was last year. The run game though is, a, is awesome uh 
Swift. Swift. DeAndre Swift, local guy, looks absolutely great. He looks to be like he should be the RB one going forward, and yeah, he he might have the best year of his career going uh being in Philadelphia here. And another like he will, yeah. Another two one five Philadelphia guy, uh, Olamide Zacchaeus, uh, also went mm. to Saints prep with Swift, uh, had his first Eagles touchdown this week, so that was pretty awesome. I didn't um, even realize he was on the team. <laughs> yeah, they picked him up from the Falcons. He's the wide receiver four. Got to start last night because Quez Watkins was out. So, um, mm. really cool though to see local guys doing something for the for their favorite team. I, I like it throughout the league. So, anytime a player can represent their favorite team, it's pretty cool. So. Um, Eagles defense still looks nasty. Um, oh God! I mean, they held they held the Bucks to under 100 yards for three quarters. Dude, I'm so mad you guys got Jalen Carter. He looks amazing. He he pro- he he probably should. He is the front runner easily for defensive rookie of the year. Oh yeah, he had two forced fumbles in this game, and he just looked like a freaking monster out there. Yeah. Uh, Bucks had no run game. Uh, Baker to Mike Evans was a thing, but. Uh, it just wasn't enough against this defense. Philly's defense, I don't know if you saw this stat, but they have multiple turnovers in every game so far. That's, That's pretty awesome. insane. And I think it was I think it was a great decision to move Bradbury to the slot and cover cover Godwin this game. Um, because that was a question mark going in. Could Mario Goodrich play the slot? And um Bradbury on Godwin was was a great matchup. Josh Joe proved to be Pretty uh, pretty decent on the outside, um, opposite Slay, and um, kind of held Mike Evans at bay for a while. Obviously, Mike Evans made mm. plays. He's he's going to make plays. He's phenomenal. But um, I think it was a good game. I don't think it was a great game. There's still a lot of improvement that has to be made um, yeah. to compete and make the, the title push like last year. Yeah. Uh, I saw a couple of the Eagles' safeties went down, too. Did you see that? No. I don't know. I just saw something. something <laughs> <laughs> There's like a note on some website said a couple of the Eagle safeties went down. If you didn't hear about it, they're probably fine. No, I thought they were out last uh, last week. I know Reed Blankenship was back this week and having him back on a defense as like a defensive, um, not not necessarily the defensive anchor, but he is one of the mm-hmm. huge motivators on that defense. And having him back, you could see it immediately how it paid dividends. All right. Well, let's move to the last game of the week. We go to Cincinnati. The Rams came to town. We both thought the Rams were going to take care of business because yeah. they've been looking pretty good. But Joe Smooth, Joe Burrow, did come out to play. He still didn't look too good, but good enough for the Bengals to win it 19-16. to 16. Um, Yeah, Joe Burrow, I thought he was going to sit in this game, and so did his, so did Chase, Jamar Chase. He said that he thought Burrow was going to sit. But uh, Burrow said that he didn't want to sit out and end up with the team going at 0-3 without him in there. So... They got the much-needed win they needed, but I really think Joe Burrow should sit in the next game now that they did get a win because he just can't keep playing like this. He looks no, bad out. Their next game is against the Titans, so it should be a winnable game with a backup quarterback in there. So, Will Greer. Um, <laughs> well, Will Greer is with the Pats now, right? Yeah. yeah so sad. Yeah, yeah. So, Very unfortunately. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, Burrow – He's clearly playing through an injury there. Um, there were some good good things. The connection with Chase finally came back, and um, yeah. that is huge yards. to the Bengals. So uh, this game for the Rams side, um, 2-2 looked good. 2-2 is fast, dude. Very um, fast. Puka made some filthy catches. 
Uh, yep. Both are clearly going to be involved in the passing game going forward, but um, they just didn't put up the numbers that they typically are going to put up. I mean, Kyron and Puka both uh, are held under 10 points, I believe, and to the dismay of fantasy managers everywhere who likely started those guys, uh, they might have disappointed a little bit. Yeah, but the Bengals going forward. The Bengals defense really, uh, really showed up against the Rams. Stafford threw uh, some picks again. Unfortunately, uh, he was yeah, having trouble. Yeah, the thing today. is, Stafford's got a. They, they need they need some offensive line help there because Stafford was yeah. being pressured on every single drop back. He had no time. Yeah, I think uh, I think they really needed Cooper Cup in this one. I think he would have made a huge difference, and they probably would have right. won if they had him. Once right. they do get him back, though. This could be a really dangerous team. For sure. Offensively, they'll be really dangerous. And then Aaron Donald always being a force there is going to impact the defense. And the defense isn't bad either. Yeah. One last thing. I, I, I'm just going to say pump the brakes a little bit. People are really getting high on the Rams, including me. Um, but this was a mistake-filled loss for them. And it shows that I, the Bengals are seen as a good team, but they've been struggling. But this shows that the Rams can lose to, like, Decent teams, not even they yeah. don't even have to be really good teams. So pump the brakes on a little bit. Um, but yeah, you got anything else? I think that's a wrap, man. Uh, covered all our games here. Not too much to talk about, but uh, you can catch us on wherever you get your podcasts. Check out the Instagram page. We're going to be releasing uh, waiver pickups, stardom sitem advice uh, every Tuesday for the waivers and every every Thursday for the stardom sitem. So take a look and win your league. Like, comment, subscribe, and if you like what I said, please comment. Tell Fred that the Eagles freaking suck. Peace.